Well, welcome to this week's Q on Q. First, today I want to send out a huge thank you to all of you out there. This is episode 15, and our shows have now been downloaded hundreds of times on five different continents, and listeners are increasing each week. I'm very thankful to God for the inspiration to do this, and thankful to all of you who tune in each week and continue to support this broadcast. Don't forget that we are now on Instagram. We invite you to give us a follow. The name is at Q on Q. There is a handout for this week's episode. I invite you to download it and follow along as you listen today. It's available at our website, qonq.com. Well, the topic of this week's episode is responsibility. Now, the word responsibility can be defined in two distinct ways. The state or fact of having a duty to deal with something or having control over someone or the opportunity or ability to act independently and make decisions without authorization. Today, I'm going to dive into talking about both. As we get older in life, we gain more responsibility. When we're kids, you know, as we get older, our parents want to give us more responsibility, but they wait for us to be more responsible so that then they can give us more freedoms, more decision-making power. You know, as we come out of high school and then college and get jobs and start families, the responsibilities we have become more in number and larger in scale. Here's where the word responsibility and the idea of having or taking responsibility takes on many different dimensions. A 2019 survey by Markstein Corporation found that an overwhelming majority of Americans surveyed expected the companies they do business with to demonstrate responsibility in how they do business and interact with customers, how much they take their business seriously, as well as in their social and environmental presence. You see, to most of us, it's important when the people and businesses we deal with on a daily basis take their work, tasks, and activities seriously. When we go to a grocery store, we're expecting moldy produce to be removed from the shelves. We're expecting spills to be cleaned up, checkouts to be staffed, and shelves to be restocked. We feel that that's part of a store's responsibility to its customers. But here's where the tables turn. When it comes to our own work, our own tasks, our own activities, and most importantly, our own actions and words, do we take the same level of responsibility that we expect from others that we encounter on a daily basis? Do we, A, take responsibility when we need to do so, or B, do we tend to blame others or pass the buck on to other people? We'd like to think we have the strength of character to always choose A, but more than likely, we choose B by default. Taking responsibility for our lives is no easy task. And as I continue to share today, please know this is based on my experiences and I share it from my heart out of love. So I hope you will take it as such. Let's admit it. Over the past several decades, our society has paved a way of entitlement and self-pity. I can't tell you how many times I hear somebody say, oh, woe is me. Poor me. Everything bad always happens to me. And yes, there are times we get frustrated, beat down, and we feel like we get a raw deal. I've had some pretty rotten things happen to me, and I will freely admit my first thought usually is, why is this happening to me? But how many times do we take things that happen to us that were due to our own choices in life and pass the blame away from ourselves? When did we stop taking responsibility for our words and our actions? 
In the 1990s and early 2000s, I'm sure many of you have either heard of or read one of the books in the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. The author of those books, Jack Canfield, has written nearly 50 bestsellers and has sold over a half a billion books. Yes, half a billion. So needless to say, when Jack Canfield talks about writing a bestseller, people tend to listen to him. What's more interesting, though, are the principles that Jack writes about in his books are truly lived out as part of his life's mission. I came across a blog post that he wrote on success and achievement, and it says this in part, if you want to be successful, you have to take 100% responsibility for everything that you experience in your life. This includes the level of your achievements, the results you produce, the quality of your relationships, the state of your health and physical fitness, your income, your debts, your feelings, everything. If you want to create the life of your dreams, then you're going to have to take 100% responsibility for your life as well. That means giving up all your excuses, all the reasons why you can't and why you haven't up until now, and all your blaming of outside circumstances. Whew. <laughs> that is powerful. In other words, most of us have been conditioned to blame something outside of ourselves for the parts of our life that we don't like. We blame our family, our friends, our coworkers, our bosses, our spouse, the weather, the economy, a lack of money, the dog. <laughs> the list could go on and on. The issue is that it's easier to blame something or someone else. We never want to admit or look at where the real problem is sometimes, and that's in ourselves. Here's the reality of it all. Most of the time, we have the power to make our situations different, to get it right, to get the desired result. But for whatever reason, whether it's lack of awareness, wanting to be right, pride, fear, even ignorance, we choose not to exercise that power. It could be through our actions. It could be through our words. But let's not take time right now to dwell on the past and what could have been or moments when we failed to take responsibility before. Let's focus right now on what lies ahead. Let's take a look at why we tend to pass responsibility to others and what we can do to begin taking responsibility for what happens in our own lives. First, God gave us responsibility from the very beginning. In Genesis 1, 27 to 29, it says God gave Adam and Eve incredible responsibility right from day one. It says this in the NIV version. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. You see, you and I were created to be responsible. The first thing God gave humankind was not rules, but responsibility. To shirk responsibility is to deny who God made you to be. At the surface, it appears that the reason people shirk responsibility is that maybe the word responsibility implies hard work and allows for the possibility of being blamed if there's a negative outcome. But at a deeper level, we have to understand the powerful role that responsibility plays. Even philosophers through the years who may not necessarily have agreed with biblical ideals seem to agree that telling ourselves we are not responsible for what's happening to us and our actions 
can not only increase anxiety and stress, but tie us down to the unknown and the uncertain. It makes us feel like we don't have the power to choose. Yes, God has given us all free will. However, it's what we do with that, the choices we do and don't make, that can have far-reaching impacts and consequences. We have the power to choose what we say, and what actions we take. So in essence, we are responsible for what we say and what we do, and then in turn, what happens to us regarding those choices. So if you're someone who is given responsibility and fails to live up to it one time, how do you redeem yourself? If you fail to live up to it time and time again, what long-lasting implications will that have on how people see you and how you'll handle situations in the future? Look, we've all had moments. Many of us have them every day where there are responsibilities bestowed upon us that we just don't finish or honestly can't take seriously. I'm the father of two teenagers. I have a big responsibility every day to raise them to be upstanding, morally sound people who will be, in their own turn, responsible members of society. As a parent, I have the responsibility to feed them, clothe them, help them with their homework, be the shoulder to cry on, correct them when correction is due, and all the other duties that come with being a parent. As a believer, I have a responsibility to show them what a Christian should live like in hopes that they will mirror my habits and actions to want to be just like that when they get older. We all have big responsibilities and smaller ones in life, but the fact is that they are all important. Let me give you an example, albeit a simple one, and some of you might think this is silly, but to me, this is an important illustration. Several years ago, we were taking my daughter to dance class, and we were running behind. The gas tank in the car was pretty low. My wife suggested that I needed to put gas in it so we didn't run into any issues. Of course, I insisted that we needed to get her to class on time and to wait until we got to a gas station several miles from the studio where gas was going to be cheaper, so we would just wait. Well, you can probably predict where this is going. We ran out of gas on the off-ramp at the exit to the gas station. So there we sat roadside, waiting for AAA. No grocery shopping, got no supplies the kids needed for school, and we were late for getting back to get our daughter. We had to call on a family member to help us out and pick her up and then meet us. I had a responsibility as the driver of that vehicle, albeit a simple one, to keep gas in the tank, to keep the car engine running so we could do what we needed to do and go where we needed to go. Now, paying for it wasn't an issue. Pride was. I was in a hurry, and I knew I could save a buck by waiting 10 minutes to pump gas, and I shirked my responsibility. Now, I know that's something small. Nobody got hurt. We still got our groceries later. The kids got what they needed, and our relative was willing to help. But if I didn't take that responsibility seriously, how would I treat other things that I needed to do, especially on a larger scale? What about the client that is trusting me to write a five-minute piece of music for their band? What if I keep telling myself, oh, you've got plenty of time, and then I wait until the night before the draft is due and give them a piece of garbage to play? Now, I would never do that, but what if I took all of my responsibilities that way? If the piece was garbage, would I own up to how I treated the whole process, the true lack of responsibility I took with it? Or would I blame the fact that I had a busy schedule, other things to do, it didn't pay well, etc.? It's easier to pass on responsibility or give the blame to someone or something else. Let's go back to the book of Genesis and see how Adam and Eve did that exact same thing in treating the responsibility they were given. 
It says this in Genesis 3, verses 8 through 13, and this is the NIV. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. From the very beginning, Adam and Eve passed the blame onto someone or something else. They knew eating from the tree was wrong. They'd been told not to do so. But when confronted about their choice, they both made statements that essentially made it seem like it was somebody else's fault. Listen, I know life is hard at times, and yet I have yet to meet a single person who hasn't had something undeserved happen to them. Sometimes life is going to hand you a sandwich with rotten meat and moldy cheese. The question isn't whether or not it's going to happen. The question is, what are you going to do when you get this kind of sandwich? Sometimes taking responsibility for your life means when you have bad things happen, You take the challenge to do what is right and rise above the difficulties forced upon you by the situation. Put woe is me behind you. I know, easier said than done. But think about this. Think of what would have happened if Jesus in his ministry had decided not to do the right thing. What if he passed the blame to somebody else when something happened to him? Was he persecuted? Were there those who hated him unjustly? You better believe it. What if Jesus said, you know... This is a messed up world, and I'm just not going to take responsibility for other people's sin. Let that sink in for a minute. Yes, this world is messed up, but Jesus knew he was sent by the Father to take sin of the world and pay the ultimate price for it. He knew what his responsibilities were, and thankfully, he saw the bigger picture and took 100% responsibility for the reason he came here, his role in our future. And we should all be so very grateful for that. So just as he accepted 100% responsibility for life's purpose, shouldn't we do the same thing? Look at 1 Peter 2.21. This is the amplified version. For as a believer, you have been called for this purpose. Since Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you may follow in his footsteps. I hear many times a day about how life isn't fair. And to be honest, a lot of what happens to people sometimes doesn't seem fair. But the bigger question is this. When we're given the opportunity to live justly, to take and meet responsibility, to live responsibly, do we rise to the occasion? And to be honest, it really isn't even about rising. Do we just live that out on a daily basis? What do we say? What do we do? How do we react? I have a responsibility to live out my life's calling. I have a responsibility to my spouse, to my children, to my friends, to my family, to my pastors, to my coworkers, to the kids I teach on a daily basis. And yes, sometimes it's overwhelming. There are days I feel like I have to be everything to everyone, feel like I have responsibilities every moment of the day, and if I just don't give attention to every single one of them, I'm going to let somebody down and be a failure. I know there are many of you out there that know that same feeling and experience it many times a day. But guess what? It doesn't have to be overwhelming, and it shouldn't feel that way all the time. 
The fact of the matter is this. When I take my responsibilities seriously as a father, as a husband, as a teacher, as a worship leader, as a composer, a videographer, a writer, the need for worry, the need for hand-holding, the need for rules, and even sometimes tons of work for those responsibilities actually decreases. When I follow the path I'm called to follow, when I live out the destiny God has set before me, and when I do the things I'm supposed to do and give it my all, and I know you might find this hard to believe, it's actually easier. There's less stress, yes. There may seem like there's more to do at times, but something about those responsibilities seem to be easier than before. Let me give you a practical example. Let's say I have a situation with one of my kids where I have to address something with their behavior. If I've dealt with this type of situation before and I've upheld my responsibility as a parent to identify the problem, issue a consequence if needed, and then model the right behavior, anytime that reoccurs, now there's been a precedent. And it seems easier to discuss and handle. And to be honest, it seems to happen less frequently. And even if it does happen and happens with different circumstances or something bigger, I have some experience to stand on because I fulfilled my responsibilities. And if you're out there saying, yeah, tell that to my kids, trust me, the power of your words and your actions speak volumes, especially with your children. If you tell them not to do something and then it's okay for you to do that very thing, what kind of behavior are you modeling? Or if it's something that you tell them there will be a consequence for and then allow it to continue, what is that saying to them? Or should I say, what is it not saying? Okay, I didn't intend on this to become a parenting lesson, so let's start to wrap things up. It comes down to this. It's all about living life so God gets the glory and we get the joy. Let me say that again. It's all about living life so God gets the glory and we get the joy, even in our responsibilities. To do that, it starts with you taking responsibility for your life. There comes a point in time when blaming other people or circumstances just won't work anymore, and we have to man up and take responsibility for our own life. That time is now. Too many times I see people allow past circumstances to determine their futures. The only power that your past has over your future is the power that you give it. Take responsibility for the person you are today and trust that God will provide you with all you need to become the person he is calling you to be. God has a great plan for all of us, so we need to quit making excuses as to how or why we can't get there. Can you identify a situation, a person, or perhaps a limitation in your life that you're blaming for how things have turned out for you? Instead, choose to look forward and take responsibility for your life and trust that Jesus will turn any weakness into a strength for his glory and your joy. Press on in the life he has destined you for and called you to live. Paul wrote these words in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. This is the English Standard Version. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We live in a culture today where irresponsibility is rampant and contagious, and as Christians, we need to be more proactive about this fact. We were created for responsibility. As I said earlier, to shirk your responsibility is to deny who God created you to be. In avoiding responsibility, we won't be happy or fulfilled, and we'll create conflict with others and ourselves. 
So let's take responsibility for the things God has made us responsible for. I challenge you to reflect today on your responsibilities in family, in relationships, and in faith. Make the choices you need to make. Be responsible for the things you've been given responsibility for and be intentional with your words, your actions, and your choices. Even the smallest things may not seem like a big deal now, but they will pay dividends many times over as you go through life in your faith walk, your experiences, and in your relationships with others. As John Maxwell once said, a leader can give up anything except final responsibility. Be a leader in your household your workplace, and in your circle of friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.